Eight those Bhagavata of the personality of Godhead, Atmana, of the most dear, Satam, of devotees, Kata Amitam, the nectar of the messages, Shavana Puteshu, within the ear holes, Samritam, fully filled, Vananti, purified, Te, their Vishaya, material enjoyment, Vidushita Ashayam, polluted aim of life, Vajanti, do go back, Tat, the Lord's Shavana feet, Sororuha Antikam, near the lotus. Translation. Those who drink through all reception, fully filled with the nectarian message of Lord Krishna, the beloved of the devotees, purify the polluted aim of life known as material enjoyment, and thus go back to Godhead, to the lotus feet of Him, the personality of Godhead. Purport. The sufferings of human society are due to a polluted aim of life, namely lording it over the material resources. The more human society engages in the exploitation of undeveloped material resources for sense gratification, the more it will be entrapped by the illusory material energy of the Lord, and thus the distress of the world will be intensified instead of diminished. The human necessities of life are fully supplied by the Lord in the shape of food, food grains, milk, fruit, wood, stone, sugar, silk, jewels, cotton, salt, water, vegetables, etc., in sufficient quantity to feed and care for the human race of the world, as well as the living beings on each and every planet within the universe. The supply source is complete, and only a little energy by the human being is required to get his necessities into the proper channel. There is no need of machines and tools or huge steel plants for artificially creating comforts of life. Life is never made comfortable by artificial needs, but by plain living and high thinking. The highest perfectional thinking for human society is suggested here by Shukadeva Goswami, namely, sufficiently hearing Srimad Bhagavatam, and that means abundantly, amply, lots, lots of hearing of Srimad Bhagavatam. For men in this age of Kali, when they have lost the perfect vision of life, this Srimad Bhagavatam is the torchlight by which to see the real path. Shukadeva Goswami, Prabhupada has commented on the Katamratam mentioned in this verse and has indicated that Srimad Bhagavatam to be indicated Shrimad Bhagavatam to be the nectarian message of the personality of Godhead. By ample hearing of Srimad Bhagavatam, the polluted aim of life, namely lording it over matter, will subside, and the people in general in all parts of the world will be able to live a peaceful life of knowledge and bliss. For a pure devotee of the Lord, any topics in relation with his name, fame, quality, entourage, etc., are all pleasing. And because such topics have been approved by great devotees like Narada, Hanuman, Nanda Maharaj, and other inhabitants of Vrindavan, certainly such messages are transcendental and pleasing to the heart and soul. And by the constant hearing of the messages of the Bhagavad Gita and later of Srimad Bhagavatam, one is assured herein by Srila Shukadeva Goswami that he will reach the personality of Godhead and render him transcendental loving service in the spiritual planet of the name Goloka Vrindavan, which resembles a huge lotus flower. Thus, by the process of bhakti yoga directly accepted, as suggested in this verse, by ample hearing of the transcendental message of the Lord, the material contamination is directly eliminated without one's attempting to contemplate the impersonal virat conception of the Lord. And by practicing bhakti yoga, if the performer is not purified from the material contamination, he must be a pseudo-devotee, 
For such an imposter, there is no remedy for being freed from material entanglement. Thus end the Bhagavatam purports of the second canto, second chapter of the Srimad Bhagavatam entitled The Lord in the Heart. Before we continue, this is kind of distracting. And really, where's the thought? It's just the blinking of the light, the whole thing, maybe it turns it a little. Was that a spontaneous turning of sufficient into ample? Did it read sufficient? It read sufficient. But, in, but in, in certain, in these, most of these cases, he means. Well, we've, we've heard Bhagavatam just enough, so we can do something else. No, no. Every day. That's, that's something. Will it be ample in the next edition? Um, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> well, go there right now. Okay. Om Jnana Timurandasya Gyanandana Shalakaya Chakshurun Miritam Mena Tasmai Shri Gurave I was born in the darkness of ignorance, but my spiritual master Srila Prabhupada opened my eyes with the torchlight of knowledge. I offer my humble basis unto him and to all members of Sri Parampara, the disciplic successor. So I'd like to just read the uh, translation to the previous verse, which led into this one. Uh, o King, it is therefore essential that every human being hear about glorify and remember the Supreme Lord, the Personality of Godhead, always and everywhere. This is also a nice purport. It's a little lengthy, so you need that on your own. So this whole uh, chapter has culminated in this conclusion that we've been speaking about in the, the last few days. And that is that all the different processes, and one of the things that's mentioned in the purport, and it's a little uh, intriguing, let's say, is uh, without any necessity of meditating on the Virat conception, the, the universal form. In other words, hearing chanting is sufficient. And Prabhupada mentioned that because in this chapter, previous chapter, that was the first step in God-realization that Shubhadev mentioned. First he describes his process of meditation, and then he describes the, the uh, universal form of the Lord. The, the, uh, the ver- variety of universal form of the Lord, not the one in the, in the Bhagavad Gita, the Arjuna show, but the one where you look out at these mountains here and you say, oh, those are the bones of the, of the, of the, you know, the rock of the universal form of God. And you see the rivers, these are the veins, the, eye, the sun and the moon, those are the eyes. Everything is uh, uh, part of this, Prabhupada said in one place, the external body of the absolute truth. Now, what's the purpose of, of that, meditating in that way? It's to introduce the idea of the, the omnipresence of, of, of God, and not of some formless omnipresence, but to understand it's, a, it's the, the, the body of the Lord. You know. it's, it's, a, it's a first step, and it's mentioned right in the Bhagavatam that it's imaginary, but it's, it's something like the external body of, of, of Krishna, just like our, our external body is not us either, but we completely identify with it, right? So we're meant to expand that and say, well, see this whole world as divine, as connected to Krishna, as part of his vast body, the eyes and the sun and so forth like this. But that's the first step. The, the, now he, in, the, in the, this chapter is concluded uh, with this statement that Brahma, uh, he studied the Vedas three times. They were infused in his heart and he's contemplating them th- three times. And uh, what does it say? That he concluded, yeah, the great personality of Brahma, this is 34, with great attention and concentration of the mind, studied the Vedas three times, 
And after scrutinizing and examining them, he has ascertained that attraction to the Supreme Personality of God, the Krishna, is the highest perfection of religion. That's not meditating on the Virat. And then, uh, then there's this verse we discussed, which is kind of uh, proof by one's use of the intelligence that God is imminent, that's, that the, the, the super soul is there in the heart. One can sense that. But then comes uh, this therefore verse, which is the previous verse, which I read, it's therefore essential that every human being hear about glorify and remember the Supreme Lord, the personality of God, that always not here. So this is, this is our central practice of bhakti that we've been taught. Shavanam, Kirtanam, and through the Shavanam and Kirtanam of Vishnu or Krishna, one attains the remembrance, the full uh, conscience of the Lord, always and everywhere. That's a very important uh, caveat there. So the hearing and chanting is meant to bring us to the state of uh, constant remembrance. This is uh, a very nice uh, section of the 12th canto, in the, near the end, 12th canto, 12th chapter, I, I forget the exact reference, but it's near the end of the chapter there. There's something that I have, have you know, there's another eight verses, and so this is a, another Krishna, uh, Ashtaka, right in the middle of the Bhagavatam, Krishna Katashtaka. It begins with the word Sankirtan, Sankirtimano Bhagavana Nanta Shutana Bhavo Vasanani Pungsam Kavishitam Vidano Vishesham Hitata Moko Pumavati Bhati. This is not such a favorite verse. Beautiful verse. Those who uh, recite together, Sankirtimano, the glories of the Lord, the powerful pastimes and qualities of the Lord. Bhagavan Shutana Bhavo Vasanani Pungsam. The Lord enters into the heart, or He manifests there. He's always there, but He manifests there. To us, and he cleanses away every trace of an artist. Sound familiar? Uh, uh, what is that? <laughs> smart. Shavan. Smart. No, no. The, the, the one. Shinvadam Sukata Krishna. I'm sorry. Shinvadam Sukata Krishna. Putin Shavanakir. Riddhantak Shil. Yabhadrani. Vidunoti Suritsatam. It's exactly parallel to that verse, just a little more poetic a little larger, and uh, he gives an analogy. Just as the sun, when it comes up, dissipates all the darkness. And, and, and then the commentator says, yeah, but there may be some you know, nook and cranny where the sun's not shining. Or just as a powerful wind comes and dissipates a fog. In other words, he's giving two very powerful analogies there. And he goes on, uh, this is practically the last instruction of Sudha Goswami before he stands up and this is the, the second speaking of Bhagavatam and the sages of Naimashram. And he goes on to say, uh, on the other hand, those words that don't glorify the Supreme Personality of God are Bhagavatam. Now who can, who can tell me what is the, the meaning of Bhagavatam? This, this, this name for Krishna comes up right in the second chapter. Yeah. Uh, the unrange of the senses. Yes, literally transcendental word. Aksha means born of the eyes or born of the senses in general. What's born of the senses? Knowledge. In other words, the uh, ascending process, the scientific method. What we can glean with our senses and then make a, a hypothesis, test it, the scientific method. That's limited. It's limited, obviously, by the limits of our mind and senses. So that's why it's an Adha Aksha the Lord is, pushes that down. In other words, all of that is below any under, real understanding of it. So this, this um, 
hearing and chanting about uh, his, his glory and his name, uh, this cleanses away all of others. On the other hand, those words that don't glorify the Lord are false and useless and simply prolong your contamination. Risha means useless. Asatir, asatkata, as opposed to kushnakata or katamrita. There's all kinds of kata. One, one sound will take us to hell and the other sound will take us to Goloka. This is really the choice. What are we going to hear? What are we going to chant? What are we going to read? What are we going to write? So, uh, half of the verse is, is condemning Sriyasana. But on the other hand, <laughs> it keeps going back and forth. Uh, Six lines of the, the best description of the glories of Krishna Gita. On the other hand, those words that, that genuinely glorify the Lord, and are especially chanted and heard, uh, by devotees, of course, are true. Tadeva satyam tadeva mangalam, very auspicious to hear. Tadeva punyam, bring automatic just by hearing uh, pious credit. Not, not material piety, but, material, but spiritual piety. Bhagavad Gunodiyam, and give, which those who give rise or describe the qualities of the Lord. Tadeva ramyam ruchiram navangalam. They're very delightful, very tasty, ruchiram and ever fresh. This is a very important point, because once we get a real taste for this, then it doesn't go stale. We never think, oh, I, got, I really want to do something else now. You never want to do something. You may have to do something else, be tied in tight chant, but you, you, you're dragged away from the kirtan. You're dragged away from, you know what I'm saying? Rather than, okay, that's it, I've had enough. And you go, it's not like that. Nabang, nabang. Shashrang manaso mahotsavam. Who can guess that, what that means? Shashrang manaso mahotsavam. Festival for the mind. What is it? A festival for the mind. A great festival. <laughs> yes, and eternal. Eternal. Shastra means eternal. Eternal great festival for the mind. This is the transcendental vibration. Shastra manaso mahotam. Tadeva shokarnava shoshanang. It dries up the ocean of, uh, of lamentation in this world. Yadatama shloka yashonagi. Those which would glorify. Uh, and then comes a verse which many of us will recognize. Your eyebrows may go up. It's a little variation. So, Krishna Chakrabarti says, this verse and, and the next verse and the one after it, three verses, are, come, uh, are repeated here at the end of the Bhagavatam and it's spoken at the beginning of the Bhagavatam. Fifth canon, first, uh, fifth, uh, chapter, first canon. Narada Muni is instructing Yasadeva on the uh, importance of writing the Bhagavatam. So this is the one that says, uh, on the other hand, those words which may be very skillfully composed, chitta-badam, but don't glorify the Lord, they're like unto a pilgrim in a place for crows. Vanksha is another word for crows. Vanksha-tirtam. Literally, the I'm sorry? Yeah, that's the, that's the, the one in the first canon. This is a little slightly different. Nato Hansa Sevatam, the swan like devotees don't serve that, they don't go there. Tatrachitas, wherever a chute is being glorified, that's where you'll find the swan like devotees. That's the last line, it's a little, little variation, basically the same thing. And then the next verse, guess what? Tatvagvasago, there's one little syllable in it. Tatvagvasago Janataga Samplavam, instead of Vipu. Samplavam. Tatvagvasago Janataga Samplavam. 
यस्लोकम अबंधवर्त्यपि
Shanoti Bhagnani, Shankanoti. This word Sham is, is part of that name of Shiva, Shankara. He brings good fortune, welfare, everything, you know, Shreyas uh, to, to your heart. So Shantanodi expands your good fortune and your welfare and, and everything. And then it goes on, Sattvasya Shuddhim, purification of your existence. And Padamatma Bhakti and uh, uh, nourishes your devotional uh, attitude, your bhakti, toward the Supreme Soul, which is Krishna. Padamatma Bhakti, characterized by knowledge and realized knowledge, jnana, vijnana, and aragya, detachment from everything else. So this is a wonderful uh, ashtaka in the Bhagavata. I'll, I'll give you the reference later. I don't have a tip of my tongue. But it's very pertinent to our subject here. Because throughout the Bhagavatam, the same theme is there, as we saw with Pallad, Pallad's prayers that we're seeing here right in the second canto, that when all is said and done, it comes down to us embracing those very practical principles of yoga, bhakti yoga, that Pallad enunciated, shavanam, kirtanam, vishnu, smaranam, padasevanam, etc. And uh, here, this beautiful verse at the end of the chapter, uh, in which... Uh, Shukadev is, is saying, is comparing it as he does in the, in the third verse, the third verse of the whole Bhagavatam. It says, so it's a wonderful, you know, if, if you look at this, the first two verses, the first verse, really heavy philosophy. This is the subject matter of this book, the Supreme Personality of God. And Bhaktivedanta has spoken it for three months, that one verse, I think, yeah, unlimited. And if you look at the commentators, by the way, those of you who have facility to read e-books, who doesn't these days, you may not know that Dave Mirasvami had uh, some of his disciples uh, prepare an e-book of the Bhagavatam, which has all the Prabhupada's purpose translations, the regular Bhagavatam, and all the way you know, the, through the 12th canon. But uh, he appended to Prabhupada's purpose where there was the commentator Vishnu Chagavari, which Banaswami had translated. And then the second version of that is, is, is the same thing, plus in the 10th canon we added Sanat Goswami's and Diva Goswami's commentary. So we have this, you know, uh, expanded Bhagavatam if you're interested. So in this... Uh, all English. Huh? It's all English. All, all, all the translation. yeah. Translation. Yes, yes, yeah. And where is that? It's on my computer, you want it? I mean, it's like all over the place. You just need to know about it and ask me and I'll send it to you. Yeah? Yeah. Or maybe I'll send it to, you know, you can put it on your website or something. Maybe do it anyway. But if you want to, yeah. So, the, in, that com- in the comments of uh, Vishnu Chakravarti to, to that uh, first of the ones, which is Nayadvachas Chittabhadam, he says, this is, these verses are like, uh, bracket the whole Bhagavatam. In other words, you emphasize the importance of these three verses. You know, uh, that the pilgrimage of crows ones, you know. Now, what, what is he actually saying there? Now, you know, uh, Vyasadeva, Srila uh, Vyasadeva had written everything else. He wrote the Mahabharata, which contains the Bhagavad Gita. He wrote these other Puranas, including Padma Purana, which has plenty about Krishna. He wrote the Vedanta Sutra, which ultimately is, is, is personal, right? It, 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 it's, it's the essence of all the philosophy. And, uh, you know, the Upanishads, all that stuff. Uh, Gopal Tapani Upanishad. I mean, he wrote all these other things, but here, and I heard the prophets, I heard this lecture just recently, 
says he's comparing all of that to the pilgrimage of crows. I never thought of that. Because he's really firing them up. You know, one more book. One more book. <laughs> Your final book. Yeah, you're right. You know, the conclusion of the whole thing. So that there won't be any confusion about uh, what the final goal is. Because these other books all have so, so much other stuff going on. Yeah, you're going to come? The, the Bible comes and Maharaj prepared with the commentary. Got the whole commentary for the whole Bible comes by addition. Yes, yes. yes. All the verses he commented on. Yeah. In English. Yes. Some of some of them some of them uh, he didn't comment on. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. But all the ones that he did. He's gone through all twelve canons. Wow. That's pretty fabulous. He's got some nice surrendered disciples that insert all that in there. Yeah. That's interesting. And this is another thing you may not know. With Banaswami's uh, approval and participation, there, there he has some uh, people going through like Maharaj is going through the English of the Bhakti Samhita Sindhu and, you know, uh, improving a little bit. And he has some Sanskrit people looking at, you know, and so there'll be adjustments that there'll be a new, a new edition of that coming out, you know, within, with indexes. Thank you very much. You know. But what it won't have, sadly, is, uh, I asked him, is synonyms. Word by word, when you look at Rion Prabhupada, it really expands the book a lot. So the size of the book. I'm sorry? The size of yeah, yeah, it's already about two volumes. Yeah, but still, that's going to be a, a, a wonderful thing when it comes down. It's been going on for several years now. Yeah. Are you saying it's summarized in the pilgrimage of something? It's like in there, the pilgrimage of something. Pilgrimage. I'm sorry, I think you misunderstood that. Yeah. Summarized. Like three verses. He said the Vedanta Sutra and this sort of thing. Oh, oh, yeah, right, exactly. So at the beginning of the of the. Uh, uh, Bhagavatam, in the in the fifth chapter, what happens is Vyasadeva he wrote all these, he's finished the Mahabharata, the, all these other Puranas, but he's unsatisfied. He thinks, I, I, you know, I didn't I didn't finish my work. You know, what, what, why not? What, why am I dissatisfied? So he guesses at it, but then Narada Muni, his spiritual master, comes. He prayed to get some guidance, and Narada Muni came, you know, and. Uh, the first thing he says to him, basically, oh no, first he says, why are you undone, my Prabhu? Uh, no, he says, do you think that the mind and the body are really the object of, of uh, self-realization? <laughs> In other words, he's getting on his case, you know, this is spiritual master. Uh, because there's so much, it's the Karmakanda section of the Vedas, all about going to heaven, you know, and all this stuff. There's a lot of other stuff besides, besides Bhakti, that's the idea. Uh, and then, and then, he, and then he, he begins instructing them specifically in the fifth chapter. And the first verse is the one I mentioned. Uh, that chitvadam is very nicely composed, but some literary work doesn't glorify Krishna. Uh, then it's like a place of pilgrimage for crows. You know? So there's so much that he wrote that wasn't directly glorifying Krishna. I'll tell you a little story. You know, I've been around for so long as an editor. So one of the things that, one of the projects that never quite came to fruition, but was one of our projects for a while was the Mahabharata, translated by Rinitana Das Goswami, after you finished the Bhagavatam. So there's the Adi Parva, it's huge, I mean it's 100,000 verses, Bhagavatam is, 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 what is it said? 18. 18. <laughs> so Adi Parva is pretty big, hundreds of little chapters, some of them are. So I went through the whole thing, you know, and uh, I come to this chapter, and it's describing different planets in the universe, and one is Nagaloka. You know, it's the planet of snakes. And then it starts giving lists of, of names of the leading snakes on that planet. 
And you know, I'm looking at, at the diacritics and I'm looking at it, you know, as an editor. I said, well, what do I need to know this for? You know, I mean, this is not necessary. <laughs> and it even says, if you read the Bible, and when you read the Bible, you read the first canto, and it describes how, you know, Sri Suda, Dritabandana, why did he write the Mahabharata? Because the, uh, the culture was that the ladies and the Shudas and the, the, uh, the, the fallen Brahmins, they weren't eligible to read the Vedas. They're not supposed to touch it, you know. So what is it, how, they, what, how are they going to be delivered? Okay, give them the Mahabharata, full of stories, fascinating stories. It is, you know, and there's also a lot. And then what's in the middle of it? The Bhagavad Gita. So they're really reading along, and then they'll come to the Bhagavad Gita. They'll get that instruction. Now there's other th- important verses in the Tarkopatishtha. But basically, the Mahabharata is a big adventure story, and there's a lot in there that, you know, is, is not necessary for us to know. <coughs> so Prabhupada says there, therefore, it's not necessary to read the Mahabharata. Now, it's not very necessary to read the Bhagavad Gita, as it is. But uh, we don't have to haul through the whole Mahabharata, but we should go through the whole Bhagavatam. So, so that's why I'm saying the, those three verses. That one, the next one, where he, where he says, Tadbhagavasargo, a creation of words, in other words, a literary work, that may be not very perfectly composed. See, here's the thing. The external uh, uh, wrapping of these, these, these material literature may be very attractive. I mean, I used to read Dickens and Huckabee Finn as a kid. I mean, these are leading words. They're very, they really absorb your mind, you know? Really, but they're, they're useless. They're, 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 they keep you in Maya because there's no word in there about Krishna, you know? But on the other hand, a, 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 an article or a book that may not be so well composed, but it's all about Krishna sincerely, that's heard and relished by the real uh, devotees because it's about Krishna. Pro, you know, something along this line or, or drawings. You know, probably was, was somewhat of an artist, you know. And he, he appreciated the he really appreciated the art when the artist came, you know, he started illustrating. He really encouraged them. So there's this pastime where, you know, there's so many uh, children in the guru call and uh, sometimes they would do little paintings or little drawings, you know, kids' drawings. And they, so one of them gave Papa a drawing of Radha Krishna or Krishna Balram, whatever it was. You know, the, uh, you know, the second grade drawing. So Papa, then he went on his plane, you know. And so his, one of his servants, I don't know if it's Shruti Kirti, sorry, he says, he wrote, yes, and Papa pasted that picture on the other, in front of the seat. You know, they have a uh, scotch tape, and he's chanting his rounds, watching that picture, <laughs> a little stick figure of Krishna. Because wow. the bhakti was there. It was presented out of love, it was done out of, you know, real good. So that's, that's the, the idea behind this verse, Tagabhagvasargo. Now, now, the importance of it, real importance of it, is that it inspired Prabhupada to continue, you know, to write, first of all, to write that first canto. And if you read the Delhi Bhagavatam, there's a real charm to it, especially for devotees of, of Prabhupada. But it's not, it's not really something that can be mass uh, distributed, you know, for the masses. There's all kinds of grammatical errors and things. And, uh, and Prabhupada understood that. He said, it's my second language, you know. But because it's sincerely presented and because it's all about Krishna, therefore there's an audience for it. They're out there, those who are sincere and receptive, they'll benefit from it. So I'm going to print it. <laughs> Tremendous struggle to print those books without any money and any help. You know, and finally we come to American history. So I'm saying that, that it's it's significant for the whole development of the movement. Yeah. So is it correct? Prabhupada had um, 200 sets and trunks. 
brought with him? You know the exact figure I wouldn't know, but it sounds about right. I don't know. I don't know if he brought them all with him. I think it says he brought with him. And there were some others that he had shipped, because I think there was some that he had to leave in India. He he left some in Bombay, and he he brought two hundred. Well, he shipped them down to Cochin. And then he took them, yeah. And then he, but it was just in one trunk? That's a lot of sets of No, it wasn't one trunk. It was several trunks. Trunks yeah. of it, yeah. And then he, he stored them, I think, in Skin, Cindy or Skindia? Cindy. Cindia in New York. That's, they kept oh, okay, great. So they had their office in New York. So that's 600 books. <laughs> a lot of books. Yeah. And, you know, he would carry those around and try to put them in bookstores. You can imagine probably walking down Broadway looking for the bookstores, <laughs> you know. And, and, uh, Another some in some of those bookstores downtown I used to frequent because I lived down there. I mentioned I lived in you know the area. I never saw the books, but uh, I'm sure they were in there. I forget the name of those bookstores. Paragon. Paragon or whatever. So anyway, uh, going on. So Prabhupada is in this purport, and we'll kind of uh, do it because I want to present something. Uh, how's it look at all? We're gonna be able to. I have I have this little uh, poem. Uh, Sanskrit poem Ashtaka by Rupa Goswami called the first Kunja Bihar Ashtaka, uh, which has a very nice beat to it. A musician over there, like in the Nila, Mani Mandra Bhavana, Pudalini, Puksamachtakana. It rhymes. It's the, it's the meter, it's in the 35th chapter of the 10th canon, one of the songs of the gopis. Bama Bama, Bama Kapolo, Bulgita, Bulladada, describing Krishna. He has, he's carrying his flute. They're, they're at home churning. Uh, doing their duties, and Krishna's in the forest, and they're sing- singing of him, just like Venugi. It's parallel to parallel. And the first thing is that he's ca- he has his flute, he's got his left sh- uh, shoulder on his left cheek. Now, I played the flute, that's a big flute. He playing big, you know, he has big, different sized flute. You know. So it's a very detailed description of Krishna. Rupa Goswami picked up that same meter and just composed this beautiful ashtaka, which I put in a poem. I have JPEGs of pictures and, and the, the words, which will come up. Not right now, but in a few minutes, after we just summarize this purpose. So Prabhupada says, the suffering of human society are due to polluted aim of life. So this whole thing is one of, of purification. Purify the polluted aim of life, which is Vishya Vidushita. Uh, I'm sorry, Vishya Vidushita Ashayam. Let's see, one of those is, yes. Vishya is material enjoyment. Have you ever noticed, you're exposed to a lot of Sanskrit, right? I'm not a Sanskrit scholar. Visha, you know what Visha means? Poison. Poison. And the word Vishaya means sense gratification. Mm. Not an accident. Oh. And Vidushita. Vidushita means uh, polluted. And Ashaya is, we sing it every day, this word Asha. You know, I long, oh, uh, uh, for your service. I long to be able to see Radha Krishna. So we have to purify that asha. Asha pasha satavada in the 16th chapter, the demons are bound by unlimited ropes of material desires, longings. And that's all they know. So we want, we want to cut those ropes and get tied up to Krishna and, and get those, the, purify those, that aim. So that's what it's saying here. Uh, punanti. Punanti means to purify. And punanti de vishya vidushitashi. Who is it that gets purified? Those are pavanti. Notice the rhyme. Uh, they're, they're drinking the Bhagavatam. Now that's at the beginning. This Bhagavatam is the ripened fruit of all the Vedic literatures. Right? It's, it's explained in the previous verse. It was written by Vyasadeva in his maturity. And uh, it's just, just like, have you ever had a mango that's practically liquid, you know? 
and you, you have to more or less drink it, it's really ripe and you know, it's very sweet. So that's the, the image you get. Bhagavatam is so, uh, it's a fruit, but it's such an overripe fruit. What does Prabhupada say? Uh, super ripe and easily swallowable, something like that. <laughs> Semi soft and easily swallowable. <laughs> right, a lot of nectar in those synonyms, you have to read them. So, so that was at the beginning. He said, become rasikas. Oh, rasikas, constantly drink this nectar of Bhagavatam. Kabutabhagavatam, the same word, Kabutabhagavatam, in prayer. Rasam aliyam. Now, just a, a little note to those who are, are, are into these things. The word aliyam, rasam aliyam. I said, well, I mean, that's an abode of rasa, right? Uh, why, why is it some other thing? You know, aliyam means to the point of liberation and beyond. I couldn't figure it out, the synonym that was there. Because he said, drink it, not, not just to get liberated, but once you're liberated, keep drinking it forever. <laughs> so aliyam is, uh, we know aliyah, dukaliyah, means an abode of misery, right? Dukaliyah, Krishna says, it's a simple word. So how does it happen? Here's, here's the, the, the revelation. <laughs> the word ah, as in ah, brahma, bhuvana, loka, is a word. This is in, in English, we have the word ah, right? So in Sanskrit, there's a word ah, long a, which means up to, up to brahma, loka, down to patala, loka, all the places of misery. Ah, brahma, bhuvana, loka, punarabhatan, where you return. So that aliyam, as we've had it forever, the, the, the big change is a hyphen between the ah and the laya. Laya means destruction, destruction of your material life. So that's liberation. So up to and beyond your liberation, keep drinking with Bhagavatam. That's the idea. Rasama uh, muhoraho, again and again, muhoraho rasika, o rasika, bhuvi bhavoka, on this earth. So we're meant to become rasika, which is also. Rasa is, is, is liquid, it's nectar, uh, as well as mellow, you know, the, 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 the rasa. So there's a lot of wonderful meanings there. And here he's repeating the same thing in the second canon, that those who do drink this Bhagavatam, notice that Prabhupada says in this, uh, what is that, what is that uh, nectar uh, that uh, Swami explains? It is the Bhagavatam itself, the Bhagavad Gita. So the books that Prabhupada gave us, the essential books, these are the literatures, the sound vibrations, we should repeat them, it's nice to read them out loud, uh, and share them with others, that are, is the nectar that will cleanse away all of the, the desire for material life. That's the punanti, vishyabhadushitashi. And what's the result? Go back home, back to Godhead, to a place nearby Krishna's lotus feet. That's the last line here. So this is a wonderful verse to contemplate, and the previous uh, verses are also you know, very uh, significant. But Brahma studied the Vedas three times and he came to the conclusion that attraction for Krishna is the goal of the whole thing, that's real religion. And how to achieve it? By always and everywhere hearing and chanting and remembering Krishna. It's a simple lesson. Okay, we have just enough time for a little uh, song and dance. Shall we gear it up? Unless there's some more questions or comments. So just an introduction, uh, a, little, a little bit of introduction. Uh, Rupa Goswami wrote the Stavamala. The Stavamala are actually a compendium of many different poems in Sanskrit. And there are two ashtakas about Kunjabihari. Kunjabihari means Krishna who enjoys in the forest of uh, groves and gardens of Vrindavan. So we sing every morning, Kunjabihari. And so I took this one. Oh, there we go. Okay. Uh, okay, can we shut all of them? I'm just kidding. Uh, the oh, the lights. Okay, that helps. 
Yeah, we need to be able to press see. Can we have 11. a full screen? <clears throat> press F11. Yeah, ah, the only thing is it's automatically there's like a slideshow. Oh, you yeah. can't really control it, it just goes. Oh, you can't uh, do it manually, huh? But, it, but can you make it like, uh, can you adjust the time between the slides? Put it up to a minute or so, or maximum. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure. It's just not, it's not a very complicated program. Okay. It's just like a slide, so. Um, but you can't freeze it? I can keep it like this, but you're gonna see the, you're not gonna see the full screen. Anyway, we may miss a few words. Anyway, we'll do the best we can. Anyway, this requires that I get up. So. Now, what I did do is bring my little app. Should we do that? Yeah. Okay. You can do the tabla. Yeah. Yeah. yeah do that. Tabla and tambura. Mm. In, lieu, in lieu of. Okay. Live band. Actually, get to turn it on. <laughs> uh -oh. It's not connected, why not? What's going on here? Just give me a second. Must be connected to something else here. Bluetooth. No. Is it the real puzzle? Some kind of interference. All right, we'll just do it however we can do it. Really? All right. So, how about a little live jump? Just a simple bit. Sorry, that it didn't work. Something in the in the air, electronics. Thin enough to be able to see these words, but here they come. Okay. Okay, go slow. Oh, that's the fun. Hold on a second. Yeah, we don't need the beat for the tango. Yeah. 
Howard Fair, his loving pastimes never tired to praise. All glories to the Lord who in the northern forest plays. All glories to the Lord who in the northern forest plays. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Shabda Kumbhaka Bihari Kula, Kethi Chanda Gavarati Kula, Namya Yoga Namya Sambhaga Hare Rama, His glistening garments steel a splendid glow by gold possessed. A perfect peacock, gloomy decks in his most exquisite crest. Gandavan's radiant girls rejoice to see his loving ways. All glories to the Lord who in Gandavan's forest plays. All glories to the Lord who in Gandavan's forest plays. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Gandhapatira, Swanakanti Padasodhikatira, Radhikota Vayodama Bari Kundaro, Tayyip Kundaviyami, Tayyip Kundaviyami. The most favorite sandal paste anoints his ring so slightly blue. A golden bell adorns his handsome waist, he's like a tube, and elephant down by the ropes of rock of green ways. All glories to the Lord who in the garden flowers plays. All glories to the Lord who in the garden flowers plays. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna Hare Hare Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 his playful pastimes swing his chumpak garden side to side. He meets the gorgeous gopis for the rendezvous and caves. All glories to the Lord who in the dark forest plays. All glories to the Lord who in the dark forest plays. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. 
But you have to write me, you have to remember my email. It's very difficult. Do better. I want to wait. Do better. D R D A. Get it. 